Good morning. You're listening to Real Life, Real People Radio on this Sunday morning. Thank you for joining us today. So grateful for you, and thank you for spending your morning with us at Real Life, Real People Radio. We're in the month of March, and we are talking about how you can grow your faith. And last week, if you listened, we talked about how you can grow your faith through reading your Bible daily and being in the Word. And that is so important, and I hope that you are doing that. I hope you're spending time with the Lord in His Word and really meditating and praying His Word. Another way you can grow your faith is through challenges, through things that come in our life that just we almost call them trials of various kinds. In fact, there's a scripture, James 1, verses 2 through 3, that says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that your testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And so we're to consider it joy when we face these trials, and it also grows our faith. So we're going to talk to someone who has faced some challenges in his life, And he's going to tell us how those challenges and those tests have grown his faith. And he is who he is today because God has been present in his life and has helped him through these these challenges. And his faith has grown. So I can't wait for you to meet him. But before we get started, as I always say, we want to invite you to sit back, relax, grab your favorite cup of coffee, grab hold of your Bibles, but most importantly, Grab hold of Jesus, and he will bring the Bible to life for you. Let me lead us in a word of prayer. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we know that there's times in our life where that we do face challenges. Some of those challenges are really hard, and we struggle, and we don't understand. But Lord, we know that through these times, you're still there with us. We're never alone, and our faith grows each time that we cling to you and and even in these challenges. So Lord, help us today to just remember that you love us and you're there for us and we can be strong in our faith because you love us so much. So Lord, help us to hear what it is that you want us to hear today through this testimony. And I thank you for Billy who's come in here and he's willing to share his story for your glory. We love you, Lord, and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning, Billy. How are you today? Very blessed. Good, good. I'm pleased to introduce Billy Wilson, and he um, has come in here, and he's excited to talk about his story of faith. So let's just start uh, with... What do you do right now for for living? Or are you, are you working now? I'm not, uh, unless you call the kids at home. That's that's definitely yes. it. You know, I've retired this past year, and so I spend my time with my three youngest, and then uh, you know, just whatever my wife needs me to do. Yes, that's a good thing. Yes. <laughs> so I start a checklist every day, and uh-huh. just kind of try to work through the checklist. Yes. So. And you've been around kids your whole life. Oh yes. You have yes. a background in coaching and yes. teaching. Yes. So tell us kind of a little bit about what drew you to, to that profession, oh, coaching well, and teaching. I think, number one, you have to say consistency with my coaches. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. of course, my admiration. I'm still friends today with, you know, guys that coached me when I was a kid. And uh, when I finally figured out I was kind of good at it, mm-hmm. you know, of course, I had a natural attraction to athletics. and Because yes. I wasn't a very good student, but I was a very good athlete. Oh, okay. And so I enjoyed uh, doing the sports. And then, again, those guys, they just – 
were instrumental in my life and helping shape me. And uh, then I got the privilege to go to college to compete and track a little bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just, while I was at school, I figured out that that's what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Started volunteering with uh, the little leagues and, Mm -hmm. and little dribblers and things like that and I was just I couldn't imagine getting paid for it and doing and, what you love <laughs> yes, and getting paid for it yes. what a blessing and so, and so then 28 years later I finally hung up the whistle at least for a little while mm-hmm. so we'll see mm-hmm. who knows what the Lord has planned yes, but right yes. now that's where we are yes well let's talk a little bit about your story and before we talk about exactly what your challenge was right talk about your upbringing okay. i know that that's part of who sure you was. are and your yeah. story so where did you grow up tell us a little bit about okay. that and god in your life even growing up okay and your um, well you know early on it was very consistent uh, my mom got married when she was 16 uh, had me when she was 18 uh, and my dad was in the military mm-hmm. uh, so we traveled around quite a bit lived in alaska you know different places and uh, but they got divorced when I was mm-hmm. seven years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, me, my, I was the oldest, my sister, and then my little brother. You know, he was, you know, a baby, an infant whenever they were divorced. And uh, so very early, mom had no skill set because uh, mm-hmm. she'd gotten married so early, and so she became a waitress. So I had to grow up real fast. Uh, I was the man of the house, and I had to, you know, take care of my little brother and sister. Uh, and so I was, I could cook a mean grilled cheese <laughs> and I could make popcorn on the stove. And that was, yes. you know, pretty much Jiffy you know, pop. Well, it, you know, actual oil and everything. Oh, I, wow, I, yeah. I got pretty good at it. Yeah. That's the only thing I still cook pretty good, I guess. But, um, so I was the man and I mm-hmm. had to kind of take care of them. I was forced right. to babysit pretty early. She did get remarried and he was not a nice man. Okay. Um, yeah. It was very difficult and very challenging to get through that. Thankfully, you know, he, moved on or we moved on I don't you know it was difficult but um to get through that and the abuse and everything that went on with that you know definitely marks you and it does yes and uh, and then she got remarried again and that one didn't work mm-hmm. and so by the third one I was you know about 13 years old and this guy come along and I was just thinking oh my gosh you know here's another one he'll be out the door pretty soon too but he stuck and that's my pops oh so, awesome you know and so you grew up in this area. You said you moved around a lot. Did y'all stay in one area once she that found stabilized? Pops? Yes, that stabilized yes. you. And that is so important in life. I know a lot of families, you know, are broken like that, right. and and don't have that unit and that stability. But right. once you your mom found this man, yes. I mean, God brought him to her. Absolutely. And, you know, had she been praying? Had y'all been praying at that time? Were y'all at that time, going to church or had a relationship with Christ? At that time, I guess, really, I, I can't say we did. Okay. Um, we did early before that. Uh, we, Whenever we would get in trouble or, you know, mm-hmm. she couldn't afford the rent and we had to move again, uh, we moved in with my grandparents. And there was the stability. Okay. They would keep me in church and things like that. And so... Uh, we would always go back. And then right before she met my, uh, my pops, um, I got saved. And we went to a revival when I was 13 years old. And uh, Explain that. Oh, gosh. It was one of the— What you remember. <laughs> well, it was one of the—you know, again, I was, I was raised uh, Pentecostal. Mm-hmm. And so it was a very spirited revival, to say the least. And I just remember looking back sometimes thinking, you know, was it scared into me? <laughs> you know, did I right. really accept Jesus Christ as my Savior? 
And uh, but I know I did. You know, later the the big trial really hammered home that yes, I did. Yes, yes. Uh, but uh, I was saved. But it was kind of. Uh, again, just being involved in church, I, I was, uh, but it wasn't, um, you know, we didn't have a big youth group or anything mm-hmm. like that. It was just go to church on Sunday, go to church on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and go to church Sunday night. And uh, we did do all that as long as my grandparents were there. But then once they moved, we kind of fell out of going. Mm-hmm. And so you bring up an interesting point. Mm-hmm. If you're not discipled, if you don't have people coming alongside right. of you, sharing with you and, and yeah. teaching you and, and getting encouraging you to be in the scriptures and explaining and having someone to talk to yeah. as a youth it's hard it is very you know you, you it's just hard and and so that might be another reason right. why i know you're very involved you teach a sunday school uh, now yes. and you're really involved in teaching your children right. about god and faith Absolutely. so i didn't mean to interrupt but that's, know, that's key that's, that's very true and so when my stepdad, my pops came along, uh, life got better. We stayed in uh, little Van Alstine, Texas. Oh, yes, uh, yes. And so uh, I got to go. That was the first time it was consistent. I got to go through all of high school at one high school. Again, stability. Stability, yes. And, and then that's where mm-hmm. you know I met Coach Mark McDaniel. You know, he, uh, I got the privilege to work for him my first job in Mount Pleasant. You know, he was my coach in high school. And uh, my track coach, David Boyd, uh, mm-hmm. again, one of my best friends, and I got to go speak when he became a deacon at his church. He, he asked me to come talk. So very rewarding, you know, to get to, you know, have them in my life. And so, again, I was I was a believer. I, you know, I would get in the Word, but mm-hmm. my life took a path where it was athletics became the focus. And that's really more what I was looking at. What was I going to do with that? And so then college, you know, like a lot of kids, that's what I was focused on was mm-hmm. where am I going to school to be an athlete? I wasn't thinking about the education part of it. Right, <laughs> right. Know. And so you were focused and honed in on your profession yes. and athletics, and you yes. were going to strive and do everything that you could. Yes. That and was your goal. And there's not nothing wrong with having right. those goals, but what you're saying is – you don't really feel like God was in your life at all. Not, you didn't have that relationship. Not that with, I really was Jesus. focused on. Right, you know, right. My, my pops had said that uh, I was going to go to college, and I was going, uh, excuse me? You know, <laughs> yeah. We never go to school. and <laughs> We yes, all go yeah. to work. And that's just what I thought, my mindset, because right. nobody in my family had ever oh, gone to college. Oh, okay. Ever. Were you the first one? I was the first. Oh, wow. And Congratulations. Yes. And that's it was, amazing. <laughs> it was. And if he wouldn't have just kept saying, you're, you're going, going to school. You're going. Mm-hmm. And again, I was still, you know, I was stubborn. I was kind of like, I'm not going to school. And but because I got to go run track and that experience, I think that was what I was going. Ooh, I get to go run track. Yes, <laughs> and yes. so I, I went to do that. But uh, yes, I did eventually graduate. And then my, you know, he just changed the mindset. My sister was the second one in our family to mm-hmm. graduate, and mm-hmm. we we both just kind. Of, I never would have thought it. I even got the privilege to go back and teach for two years in my high school and coach, and um, that's where I met my wife. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first walked in, some of the teachers, you know, that I'd had, and I was going, I bet you didn't expect to see me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet that's great. But they said, oh, you were great. I was like, I don't know if that I was. <laughs> You're just being kind. But 
uh-huh. it was a, a an honor to get to go right, home and right. do that for a couple of years, and mm-hmm. it was just amazing, really. Where did you go to college? I went to college at the University of North Texas. Okay, um, yes. And it was, of course, I started. It was NTSU, and then uh-huh. I graduated from UNT. Okay. And my wife went there as well, but I did not meet her while we were in school. I had already, you know, graduated, moved on, was coaching out here, and uh, my best friend from high school uh, actually wanted me to meet this girl. Uh-huh. And I guess they just thought I could not do it myself. <laughs> I just kept You needed going. a little help, <laughs> a little nudging. So. Yeah. I was really driven. I just yes. loved what I was doing. Yes. And I would stay at the school till 9, 10 o'clock every night, even right. without you know, coaching kids. I was oh, okay. just there working in my room. And mm-hmm. so I just really wasn't thinking about it. Once football rolled around, it was time for football. That's right. And I know yeah. you know that. And, yes. And that's all I focused on. And so when my buddy, he said, you need to meet her. And I was just kind of like, oh, this is like the I don't tenth. have time. Yeah. No, when football's fixing to start. Yeah. And this is like the 10th blind date you wanted me to go on, you know. And yeah. I, but it, I'm glad they did. I met her and, mm-hmm. you know, it was just that like, I may have not have been very active in my faith, but looking back, mm-hmm. he was steering everything. And I'm glad you said that because God mm-hmm. does. He wants us, and he yes. will steer things, mm-hmm. and things work out certain ways and yeah. puts people in our path. 100%. And we're the ones that maybe aren't receiving and, and acting on you know what he's giving us and and so i'm glad you acted on that i'm glad yeah. you went out on that day yeah, because i'm just glad she took he, me <laughs> right because <laughs> he sure did bless you with a wonderful wife yes, and family yes. and i know how important they are to you oh yes and i mean again him just being in control i mean mm-hmm. you just don't until you look back and really think wow you know everything he was setting up for what we were going to go through right. i mean we had no clue uh, of course, again, I met her. I'd gone home. But right as I meet her and we're dating, Coach McDaniel calls and says, hey, I've got a varsity position. And, I mean, that's what I was focused on. I'd come out here as a junior high coach like we all do. And right, right. I was just, how quick can I become an athletic director? Mm-hmm. That was my goal. And so whenever Van Alstine called saying, we'd love for you to come coach varsity and, and be a, a head coach of a girls' track, I jumped on it because mm-hmm. I couldn't get quick enough in a bigger school. And so I was like, shoot, yeah, I'm going home. And so I did and, and got to coach varsity, got to coach with my track coach. He was the boys oh, coach and how, I was the girls coach. Oh, I mean, how that wonderful. Was, that, was that is amazing. Again, oh, God orchestrated yes. that for you. I mean, my mentors were just continuing uh-huh. to be in my life. Mm-hmm. And so they met my wife and then Coach McDaniel calls and says, I've got a job. And I told, you know, again, I'm wanting to get up as quick as I can. Uh-huh. Well, now I was going back to 4A. And so I told her, I was like, well, I'm glad you're marrying me, but we're going to East Texas. And thankfully, she said yes. <laughs> she didn't, you know, cancel and all that kind of yes. stuff. She came out. I know the first two years was tough. She'd say, if I want to go shopping, I can only go to Walmart. I am. Uh, yes. No Target. Yes, you know, yes exactly. <laughs> uh, but uh, getting out here, I think, again, it's- was to put us in a place for what was to come. Right, you know. right, right. Okay, so now we're going to get to that okay, point. All right. So this is the part of your story where you did face the challenge. Oh, yeah. But you, you stood the test, and you've received the crown of life, which yes. is that faith, right. that settled trust, that confidence in God yes. based on his character and promises to you. Yes. And I... I know I've I've seen you in the church volunteering and doing all that you do, you mm-hmm. and your wife and your children, and you're here, and you are making a difference, and and you're growing in your faith. 
very much. I mean, now you're mentoring people. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, all those that mentored you before that you've named, right. you know, your grandparents, your your stepfather, you know, mm-hmm. all those coaches. Yes. And buddies that have oh, just mentored yeah. you, and now here you are mentoring. Yes. So you're here for a reason. So uh, let's talk about your trial. Okay. And just kind of take us there uh, and well, how that. Rolling in the dream job. I was okay. coaching in Mount Pleasant. Uh, I was assistant varsity football, and I had I was the head track coach. Uh, we were very successful. Uh, it was it was ideal. I had my daughter rather quickly in her marriage. We did, you know, a little earlier than we meant to, mm-hmm. but she came along and everything was great. You know, beautiful little girl had me wrapped around her little finger. But, yes. But when it was football season, I was I was going to be up there, and okay. uh, I would lose track of what was important because I wanted again to be in the athletic director job, and so I wanted to do everything I needed to do. And uh, I think sometimes, although I was blessed, I wasn't realizing how blessed. And what was truly mm-hmm. important, and um, it wasn't about me, right? And I didn't know that. And I, one day I was out working on the track. Um, it actually happened a little earlier than that. Uh, it was uh, it was the spring of two thousand, and uh, I was running. I would always run with my kid. I mean, I was a track guy, mm-hmm. and so even at thirty one, I could still run. And so when their workout would come along, they could never say, Coach, you got us running all this, because I would run it with them. I and, love that. And, and yeah. so that helps. It was yeah. no, yes. Yeah. And so I would run, and um, we were doing a relay, mm-hmm. and I ran one of the legs and handed off. And for the first time ever in my life, the baton got back to me, and I was out of gas. I could mm-hmm. not go. And so I cheated. I cut across the infield. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, all the boys like, oh, Coach, that's wrong. You know? And I was like, hey, I'm, I'm getting old. You know, yeah, I passed yeah. it off. Yeah. But I didn't know what was working in my body that I, I had cancer. I just didn't know it yet. And so later in the season, I was having to paint the track you know, to kind of get it ready, you know, make the marks a little better. We were hosting district. And my back was just killing me. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd stand up just going, oh, i got to quit doing this stuff. And and uh, finally, in the summer, it just progressively got worse. The Your pain, back It was did. excruciating. Oh. I couldn't lay down in the bed. Uh, my whole side went numb and was tingling all the way down into my toes. Uh, every little movement side to side would just make me want to cry. Mm. And I'd go to the doctor, and they would tell me it was a pulled muscle. And so I was taking muscle relaxers and things like that, and it just got worse and worse and worse. Yeah. Well, football season rolled around again, and I was sleeping maybe two hours a night. Oh, gosh. Um, I was taking about 30 Advil a day, you know, just trying to ease the pain a little bit, sleeping, sitting up on the couch. And uh, finally, uh, I failed my bus physical. We were getting ready to drive the buses, and I failed. And the doctor said, you need to go see the doctor. And I said, I've been, you know, mm-hmm. three times. And it's just some muscles that I'm dealing with. And he said, you need to go again. Tell him to do an x-ray. And I did. And sure enough, there it was. I had a tumor in my spine about the size of grapefruit. And, oh, that's and I, why your pain <laughs> yes. was. Set. And it was excruciating. So, you know, by that time, I think in my mind, I knew something was going mm-hmm. on. But you just don't want to say it. My grandmother passed away from cancer. And um uh, she died when I was a freshman in you know, mm-hmm. college, and it was just very difficult watching yeah. her. And I just couldn't imagine that I was Right. In you're that, 31. Yes, you're I'm young. young and, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, sure enough, you know, that, that journey, I could talk forever about that. But, mm-hmm. you know, the whirlwind of it, I, I like to tell people that at that point I was like a ghost in the pew. I was coming to church. I was here every Sunday. Um, but I wasn't listening. You know, I was, mm-hmm. I was writing 
plays, drawing those mm-hmm. up or, you know, planning out my itinerary for the week, you know, and somebody would say, that was a great sermon. I'd say, oh, yeah, yeah, it was great. You know, yeah. had no idea. You know, I, 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 I would read my Bible because thankfully Coaches Outreach had started a Bible study, you know, in 1990 and we were doing that. And so I would go through the Bible. Mm-hmm. But again, I was kind of, you know, checking my boxes. I was doing yeah. my Bible study. I was I was in church. I was right. married. You know, everything looked on the peripheral that it was right, but I really just was not in that relationship. Mm-hmm. You didn't have that changed heart. No. That No. Not not like you should. I was still focused on my goals. And, right. And so I tell people, I think at that point is when he took me out of my life so I would surrender it. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yes. And so uh, the whirlwind process there, that I, they discovered the tumor on a Friday by Monday, I was sitting in Houston at MD Anderson because they had said it was a pretty rare form. Uh, mm-hmm. Not that it was, it's, it's common, but it's common in children. Uh, but the rarity was where it was. It okay. was in my spine. Okay. Because normally it shows up in the arm or the leg, and they just amputate and then treat it. Well, being in my spine, they couldn't do that. Okay. And so they had to treat it. And so, yeah, the doctor said that he was optimistic I could get through it, but that my survival to two years was less than 2%. Oh, and that's just yeah. not what you want to hear. <laughs> no. I mean, oh my gosh, no. I can't imagine. No, and Okay, so right then, are yep. you like, why God? Yeah, why? Did you were, did yeah. you become angry and kind of, I mean, think back, were you kind of distancing yourself from God? Uh, well, it was angry the, it was the opposite. Uh, it yeah. pulled me complete, because yes, I said why. Uh, I still remember the night when we got the confirmation in my room in my house and I was boohooing, you know, the big C. I was just oh uh, bawling. Uh, and my wife was making all the phone calls, telling everybody what we found out. Okay. And then at one point she made that last call and just kinda turned and just laid her head in my shoulder and she just started bawling. Uh, now I'm telling you, yeah. she's a little spitfire. She don't cry. And so when she started I finally was kinda like, you know, buck up. You know, get a little <laughs> yeah. tougher and yeah. and you know, do what you gotta do. And so that night after she went to bed, I was still on the couch, you know, because couldn't and I just he just told me, get on my knees mm-hmm. and Pray. Yes, yes, yes. And that's the thing. I mean, prayer is so uh, just the just the way you can talk to God and, and he comforts us yes. during our times of need. Yes. And the Holy Spirit comes and yeah. and just comforts us. He did. And I I love that you went to your knees in prayer, and oh. I'm sure you spent hours praying from there on out. It, <laughs> it was, you know, it's, every day, every ever every, since. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, he. Um, the power you know, of prayer. The, oh my goodness! You know, rolling off on the couch and just saying, "I, I can't do this on my own." Uh-huh. You know, I've got that little girl. I've got my wife. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm supposed to be taking care of them. And I said, well, "I just, I need you." Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. uh, it's at that moment. It was like this massive weight just wow. it was yes. gone. And yeah. and I was just like, okay, you know, we can do this. And from then on, I mean, I won't say it was easy. You know, it was terrible. The the treatments, oh, it was off. I lost about 50 pounds, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the uh, chemo treatments and stuff. But the doctor would say, you have any questions? And I'm like, no, they've mm-hmm. been answered. Yeah. And I said, I just, yeah. he brought me to you. You're going to get me through this yes. with his guidance. Yeah. And I still yeah. remember... After the fourth chemo treatment, um, you know, I, don't, I don't think this is normal. Uh, you know, you feel like your cattle getting herded through the hospital down there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a massive place, like a city within a city. But I was in the little room waiting for him to come in and talk to me, and he said, come back here. And he took me to another room where it's like a conference center 
where all the doctors meet. And they had the wall of those little, you know, where you put the x-ray scans up. Uh uh And he did. He put up my first one, and he put up the one after my fourth treatment. And, you know, I didn't know exactly what I was looking at, but I knew where the tumor was, and I didn't see it. And I asked him, I said, so where's the tumor? And he said, that's just it, Billy. It's gone. Oh, I was man. Like, Sweet. You know, I was, wow. I was ecstatic. So you know, the chemo got it. Oh, well, God quickly. healed it. Yes, we yes, know God yeah, oh, is yeah. the healer. 100%. You know, and, yeah, and so I looked at him. And I just said, wow, does that mean I'm done? Because <laughs> I, <laughs> I was supposed so to have two more treatments. And he said, oh, no, we're going to see it through to make sure it's not, you know, some residual. Mm-hmm. But I was at that moment, I was just, thank you, God. You oh, know, I mean, yes. You've done it. And, I was, oh, I was just. Oh, that's amazing. It was, it was incredible. So and, for people listening mm-hmm. that may have cancer and mm-hmm. know someone has cancer, yes. don't give up hope. Don't give I up. I mean, the miracle yes. that you receive from God. And and how long did that take from the time you were diagnosed to that day in that oh, room gosh. where he said it's gone? Yes. We was had to delay a, treatments because it, you know, it took a toll on my body. Uh-huh. But uh, I started chemo in September. And... By January was when, you know, we finally found really? out that. But I went ahead yeah. and finished the last two treatments. Uh-huh. It took a while. And then the next part was a surgery. And it had never been done before. Okay. I'm an experiment. I'm a walking experiment. Oh, okay. You know, I like science. And so, you know, <laughs> yeah, I had to be all in. <laughs> and uh, so they did. He wanted to uh, remove all of the bones that had been infected. Okay. And so we're talking about vertebrae. And... Uh, so we took out three ribs, we took out two vertebrae, and I'm held together with a bunch of rods. And all the muscle that was impacted by that tumor, they took all of that out. And so to say that it wasn't difficult would be, <laughs> oh, uh, you know, it was very tough, uh, very tough, especially a guy that's always ran. And now mm-hmm. I can't even do a sit-up, yeah. you know. And yeah. so it took a toll. All the muscles quit working. So I, I joke with my kids in class all the time that I'm just a little old fat man. But <laughs> no. it immediately just kind of, I couldn't control, yeah. my, you know, the stomach and every area because there's no nerves to any of that. And so, uh, again, to do all of that, you know, they felt like that would give me greater than five years. But we're going on 22. Isn't so, that amazing yes. what God can do? Oh, it so is. they told you five, but here you yes. are. You're yes. 22. And are yeah. you feeling good today? Uh, fantastic. For, for you know, when you take into consideration, yeah. I know what I can do and what I can't do. Right. Uh, we've already achieved a lot more than we were supposed to. The yes. surgeon, I'd have to see him every six months or so. Uh-huh. And what have you been doing? Because he wanted research based on, you know, because uh-huh. uh, so the guy that had a similar surgery didn't get off the porch in six months. And I was like, well, that's not going to be me. You know, we're right. going to. So we, you had a goal to. I did. And to, yeah, well, shoot, three weeks after the surgery, we were at the regional championship winning mm-hmm. that. My track mm-hmm. team did. And then we got to go to state, and the boys did fantastic. And mm-hmm. I was sitting there. And then, of course, we built a house in that process. And we added three kids. And I just. God is continuing is oh, to yeah. bless you. Oh, yes. tremendously. So, what would you tell people who are listening that maybe have just given up hope? Oh. And and maybe have, are going through a challenge right now. What did What did you do in that moment? You said it. You got yeah. down on your knees I got on and my you knees prayed. And prayed. Surrendered. Yeah. So it's the surrender and yeah. it's the saying, "Yes, Lord." Yes. Let Him be in control. Uh, I firmly believe. I mean, there was many days there where I was so sick. I mean, I remember watching the World Series and I'm kind of running my hand through my thick locks of black hair, uh-huh. and all of a sudden I have a handful. 
<laughs> and yeah. I was like, oh, he said it would fall out. But they always told me it would come back. Now, that thing, that's where they messed up. They lied. <laughs> yeah. They said my hair would come back, and it never did. So, But uh, I just remember that day, that kind of hitting of, oh, yeah, this is this is kind of serious. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and uh, but I don't know. I, I went to the hospital with my grandfather's Bible. I kept it with me. Mm. I read it. Uh, all I could do was read. I had to lay yes. on my back most of the time. And so I just got in the Word and trusted. And every time they would ask, do you have any questions? I'd say, no, sir. They've been answered. And yeah. just let's get to the yeah. end and mm-hmm. he'll, he'll lead. Mm-hmm. And I think also if you are in a tough time, I always think the preparation that that is allowing, that's maybe helping you be helpful to somebody else that's right. going through the exact right. same thing. And so... Right. I'm always willing to talk to people. Mm-hmm. I may not say have the right words, but you can always share your story. I've yes. heard that many a times. You can share what he's done in your life, and there's no denying that. I mean, that's right. You know, mm-hmm. and so that's where I'm kind of. I'm just available. Say, so here, here I am. Yeah, yeah. What do we need to do? Yeah. And, so if anyone is going through this and mm-hmm. needs someone to talk to. Oh, absolutely. Then contact the radio station, yeah. and we can get a hold of you, Billy oh, Wilson. I so. Would love to. And I know people will be encouraged by your journey and your story. And, and I'm so glad God healed you. Wow, that you're here today to tell, to tell this. Right. This is amazing. Wow. And thank you so much for, for coming in and, oh, yeah. and sharing. Happy wow. to. Yes. Happy to. Would you close us in prayer? I would be happy to do that. Okay. Dearly Father, thank you so much. Thank you for the many opportunities that we have. I just pray we open our eyes what you are doing in our lives that we're aware and uh, be available Uh, and uh, anybody that is going through difficult hardships in their life I pray for them to really focus that this is just a valley and they are going to come through on the other side with your help you'll carry us through those difficult times so we may serve you better it's in your name we pray amen amen thank you for listening to real life real people radio If you would like to hear more episodes, simply search Real Life, Real People Radio on Apple, Google, and Podbean Podcasts. And remember, every day will be a good day when you get real with God. Real Life, Real People Radio, copyrighted 2023. All rights reserved. Real life.